Hey, everybody. Have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, I knew, insert player name here, was going to do that? Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution. The Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, Each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also, code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 25 of Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colomendez, and this is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. Uh, you know what I found it, it it's it's better when you just say it. So we're just you're just gonna say it from now on. God, I'm looking like Brandon in- Ingram right now. <laughs> I've been trying to tell you that, bro. I've been trying to tell you that it just doesn't flow when you say your name. Jeez, yeah. So just keep saying it, Jermaine. I feel like I haven't spoken to you in a week. Uh, because that's pretty accurate. I went on a a temporary hiatus. I I like to call it a pil- a pilgrimage to the a pilgrimage. Me- well, to the mecca of fantasy football. While you were while you were doing your fantasy football shenanigans, I was taking a trip to outer space. Uh, I visited many a planets on Friday night, many a planets on Saturday night. Man, so you went planetary this weekend? Yeah, I did not go planetary this weekend. I yeah, I, uh, yeah I did a uh, I did a brew tour of uh, the town that I live in. <laughs> I almost think you guys almost got me right there. <laughs> did you said the location like multiple times? I know. <laughs> um, I did a brewery tour and then uh, finished it off with a nice twelve pack of seltzers at the house. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, inter interplanetary travel. Yeah, it was outer planetary. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was into parts unknown. I, I saw Anthony Bourdain there. R.I.P. R.I.P. The real one. <clears throat> well, yeah. but like I said, Jermaine, it's so great to see you. We do have a lot of stuff that happened that has happened in the last week, notably today. And that'll be our main topic of the show, the MLB trade deadline. But we have Ooh, so much more. Baseball officially started. <laughs> so much more to talk about. So uh, the first the first thing on the show today is Jermaine is finally interested in baseball again. Opening day happened, and then he tunes out. And now that the trade deadline is back, he's back in it. So let's go, baby. Thanks. Thanks for coming back, Jermaine. I'm hyped, bro. The, the 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 rosters are set. Spring training is completed. We know what they're going into the playoffs with. <laughs> you just call? Did you just call the first half of the season spring training? <laughs> 
Yes, it's called, at least called summer training or something. They're, they're completely different teams now. They're completely different teams. The Padres. All right, we, we'll get to it later. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it later. Today's yeah. trivia question, though, in honor of our boy Weston McKinney getting signed on a loan with the option to buy for the Juventus Football Club. Uh, what was the largest transfer fee paid for an American player? I it 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 has to be. I, I would say it. It would. I'm not going to give away the answer. I know what the answer is, but I'll let people guess what it is. I've already ruined one trivia question. So. <laughs> one. We have a. We have three bl- three errors for blow rate. I don't know yeah. what the percentage is. So. Uh, yeah, well, we t- well you got to figure twenty five episodes three. Twelve. Three miss. Three miss. Three miss tri- trivia questions. So twelve percent. I guess, yeah, that was real quick. What are you, a human calculator? <laughs> hey, you just add 25 four times and multiply three times four, so 12 into 100. I don't have time to do all that. <laughs> Math is hard. Math is hard. So there was no episode uh, on the last, second half of last week. Uh, my apologies. So there, therefore, there's nothing for Nick's talks out of his ass. Well, so we had we we had we missed it on Friday. Like we said, both of us were having uh, adventures, so we also forgot to put out a message reminding you guys that there has been that there were no podcast episodes. A couple of you reached out to me. I don't know if anybody reached out to you, Jermaine, but they said uh, no episode, and I said, "Yeah, sorry." Uh, but we are going to make it up to you, and we're going to be releasing a couple of special episodes for the kickoff of the NFL season. So stay tuned for those. Uh, we're going to be, that's exclusive room 303 content that you can get nowhere else. No podcast gives you this exclusive content. You can't get it at room 304. You can uh-uh. get it at room 303 though. 302, forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. We don't even forget talk about, about the 200s and the 100s. That's that's oh. JV ball. That's those JV are, ball. <laughs> those are the schlub apartments. NFL is heating up. We finally got padded practices. We're a few episodes into hard knocks. Big time cuts and trades are upon us, Nicholas. How does Cam Newton? How is Cam Newton still not the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots? Like, just <laughs> announce him as the starting quarterback. Say he is the starting quarterback. Bill Belichick gives no enemies clues, bro. You know this. He puts Tom Brady on the injury report, and everyone's just like, "Oh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's on the injury. He's out on the field throwing bombs." And like Tom Brady's questionable to play this week. And then what does he do? Tom Brady suits up and dimes people out, and then goes on, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, I had a and, I had and a open mouth kisses his son." Yeah, he had to recharge his powers, bro. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so but we like gotta, you said, ex- extensions, trades, all that stuff. Right. So we'll start with the players getting paid because that's. Obviously the obviously the good thing, the rest of the stuff kind of sucks. Unless you're you know, the team that got the trade. But Buddha Baker just became the highest paid safety by signing a four year extension for fifty nine smackaroos. That's just shy of fifteen mil a year for his extension. And a lot of people don't know who Buddha Baker is. That's what's so funny about it. Because he's not he's not the talked about safeties in the league, right? Uh, he's essentially going to replace Earl Thomas in the sphere sphere of well-known safeties because Earl Thomas has taken a hellacious tumble. <laughs> but good for him, Arizona Cardinal safety. He's been making up for Patrick Peter- Peterson's poor play recently, so he needed to get paid. That's right. 
He also was a he also is a he was a first time all pro for special teams in 2017. So he already has one all pro underneath his belt. And the, also the accolade that Jermaine and I don't care anything about. He has two Pro Bowls. But Yawn. 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 You can't have Super Bowl players not make the Pro Bowl because they're playing the Super Bowl. It, it already discredits it. Then you have eighty seven people. Also, we're not having fans. Out. We're not having fans vote for vote for who should be in. Yeah, that's dumb. Dumb. So the Jacksonville Jaguars have made Boo. a laundry list of news. They said, hey, you remember when we made the 2017 AFC Championship game? Well, 2018, uh-huh. right? Was it 27 or 2018? It was the 2017-2018 season. The game was actually played in 2018, if you want calendar date. If you want calendar date, that's when it was played. They decided to get rid of everyone from that squad, though. Yeah. Yannick Ngakwe was traded to the Minnesota Vikings for a 2021 second-round pick and a 20, 2022 conditional fifth-round pick. Yeah, I mean, you you, you got to think that that I don't know how I don't know how this went down in terms of like Jacksonville didn't think that they had a good uh, guy in Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, he also so Ngakwe also took a five million dollar pay cut as part of this deal to play in Minnesota. Yeah, he wanted out that bad, so he yeah. Uh, they franchise tagged him, and he dis- and he wouldn't. He didn't sign the tender. He was just like, "I'm not coming." He's like, "I want out that bad." So he's essentially following suit with all the other Jags players who wanted out. How does Rick Spielman pull a deal like this, and no one else in the league? They they just don't want one of the most productive pass rushers in all of football. He's he's t- and he's and and he's 25 years old. 25. Oh my! It's like. 25 years old, and here, I got a stat for you. Since he entered the league, his 14 forced fumbles ranks fourth in the league behind only Chandler Jones, Khalil Mack, and, and TJ Watt. I would say those are all pretty good, you know, pigskin well. Yeah, they pigskin pretty well. Uh, according, to, according to ESPN, he was he's responsible since 2016. He's, he's responsible for five of the 12 defensive ch- touchdowns the Jaguars scored. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, they gave him away for yeah. pennies, dude. Yeah, a little bit, a, a half sack under uh, thirty sacks in his first three seasons. They hit and with- and the Vikings just lost Everson Griffin, who now they've replaced with so a younger, way better. <laughs> with a younger and way better pass rusher in Ngakwe. At, at their primes, no disrespect to Everson Griffin. Everson Griffin's damn fine football player but at their primes Yannick and Gakwe is definitely better and actually Yannick is technically just hitting his prime now so <laughs> well, not not even yet dude he should hit his prime in in two years in a in a year or two years what this, do they this, consider the NFL prime I think it's 20 well I, I I know the athletic prime for men is 27 okay so I know in baseball Basically, you if a guy is still in the minors after twenty seven, it's kind of like okay, he's not gonna. <laughs> yeah, but baseball's easy. You guys don't even really run. Right, 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 right. But you know, if 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 the late great, uh, if the late great great, uh, oh Jesus, I forgot his name. 
the Billy Mays. There it is. If the late great Billy Mays were still alive, Jermaine, he would say, "But wait, there's more <laughs> that the Jacksonville Jaguars did." They also breaking news. Breaking news. They also released Leonard Fournette after not being able to trade him. For the GM said, "Didn't didn't Tom Coughlin say in an article that they they shopped him as low as a fourth round pick?" And nobody wanted anything. Doug Marone, one of the worst head coaches in the league, actually said, we couldn't get anything. A fifth, a sixth, nothing. That's what he said. That was his exact quote. Uh, Well, you got to love how the Patriots backfield is shaping up. (laughs) A a four-net-Newton tandem is going to be wild, bro. I mean, he like even last year, he was – Second in receptions and second in scrimmage yards to Christian McCaffrey at some point in the year. I want to see where he where he finished. What the, what they gave up? Dude, so I mean, Leonard Fournette had seventy six receptions last year. That was his <laughs> highest passing. I mean, or receiving output in his entire career. Not to mention he ran for 11,152 yards, yeah, which is he, the most of his career. And he had 522 receiving yards on top of that. Oh, yeah. And he ran uh, 4.3 yards per carry. And so <laughs> I'm going to tell you a little crazy part about this Leonard Fournette thing that they just got rid of him, right? Not only yeah. was he a fourth-round pick uh, – not a fourth-round pick. He, was, he went number four overall. Mm-hmm. He has 134 receptions on his career, and he had 76 last year. He has a let's see, carry carry the one. That's half his receptions. He had he has a thousand and nine receiving yards. He had over 500 last year. And they just and they literally just they got nothing for him. They let they let they released him. They let him walk. Oh my god, dude. You basically gave him to Bill Belichick free of charge. 100%. My sleeper pick uh and I'll I'll reveal my sleeper pick a little bit later, but let's talk about some good news with uh the Kansas City Chiefs continuing to knock it out of the park. Yeah, so I mean, you you had to have seen this coming, right? We we talked we've talked at length about the Patrick Mahomes deal. We've talked at length about the uh the uh Travis Kelsey deal. Chris and- Jones. Chris Jones, right? The the Chiefs front office has just been making incredible moves, right? That front office is headed by a guy named Brett Veach, right? Brett Veach was given a six-year contract extension by the Chiefs owner that he very rightfully deserved. And, you know, at where he is in his life right now, he's only 42 years old, <laughs> which is incredible, right? And they extended- one of the better G- general managers of the league. Yeah, one of the better general managers in the league. And they also extended his coach, Andy Reid, who I would say is probably responsible for the development of those players more than anything. So both of those guys, Andy Reid and Brett Veach, both got six years each extensions, well-deserved. Congratulations to both of them. Now Andy yeah. Reid can, can, can eat his nine cheese fries, nine, nine type cheese fries or whatever he likes to eat. Man, he uh, Andy Reid alarms me. <laughs> he really does. He, yeah, he alarms. He's getting bulbous, like even more bulbous than usual. That's that's saying something. Remember when we had thin Andy Reid when he first got to KC? He was like thin, 
now he's just he's just gonna start sweating on the field. He's just <laughs> he's gonna labor. He's gonna labor down the sidelines. It's gonna be snowing. He's like, someone turn on the air conditioner. He's like, Jesus, it's so hot in Kansas City. I might move to Green Bay. Is there still <laughs> football in Canada, like Northern Canada? The uh, Washington football team strikes again. Yeah, it, except this time, except this time, Big Daddy NFL said, uh, "We'll take it from here." So, if you guys don't know, obviously the uh, we talked about it uh, previous episode that Dan Snyder and the Washington football team have hired a attorney. I don't remember what Beth Beth is his fir- her first name. I don't remember what her last name is, but basically to address the uh, sexual harass- harassment and misconduct towards women claims uh, in the report that we talked about in which their radio personality got fired, their director of operations got fired. Basically everybody, it, it, it there was a couple of scouts in there. Uh, well, now there's a second report that's come out that's basically painted Dan Snyder as more knowledgeable about the situations and essentially doing nothing, right? Yeah, Which, so I haven't read into everything. Her name's Beth Wilkinson, by the way. There it is, yeah. Uh, I haven't really done an extensive look into the second report because I believe the first one wholeheartedly that I was just like, of course he knew. I don't, I don't need this second report. But yeah, of course. One of them was he uh what somebody made the cheerleaders do kind of elude a risque we'll, we'll say we'll say risque photo shoot and they videotaped it and they made for a, a video for him yeah instead of them just doing their calendar they were on location somewhere and then they had some of these sponsors and stuff and then they also kind of I don't know, force those girls to be escorts per se, where they would, attend, where they would attend uh, dinner and, and stuff like that and get propositioned. And Sweet. yeah, none of that really sounds that great. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's, that's pretty good things to have happen and, and to be the head of an organization. And, and ultimately it's going to, it's going to go like this, right? You are, it's the reason that their team president is fired, Right. You are the head of an organization, and it doesn't matter if you didn't know about this. It still happened. So it's ultimately going to fall on your shoulders. Look at the military. Some, 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 some E4 could do some dumb, some dumb thing, and the CO didn't know about it, but he's going to get fired because it's his environment that he's created what that allows mean, that. What do you mean you didn't stand flash watch? <laughs> That's, what do you mean we lost the bottom Rashard because you didn't stand flash watch? Oh, God. Look, look at me. I'm yeah. the captain now. Yeah, I'm the captain now. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll see where this goes. The NFL is basically taking it over. I I think this is a unofficial way for the NFL basically to they're basically going to force Dan Snyder to retire. They're going to Donald Sterling his ass. Yeah, I, and, and I mean I think this is the NFL's way to be like they're, they're going to do this official investigation. They're going to find and somewhere in this process before they re- release the official report, uh, something like a. Jerry Richardson situation is going to happen. You remember back in, I think it was 2017, Jerry Richardson was com- was accused of workplace harassment. He ended up selling the Panthers team within the next six months. Exactly. So I I, I feel like they're going to handle the Dan Snyder thing the whole the same way because yeah. they don't want it to get sticky or anything. So yeah. he'll <laughs> sell the, he'll he'll uh, he'll sell the team before the report drops and yeah. when the report drops nobody's going to care cuz he already sold the team. 
Yeah. Because nobody cared when the report dropped for Jerry Richardson. And there was some pretty <laughs> there was some not bueno stuff. Uh old man Jerry just, you know, harassing women. That's just how they do it down in Carolina. He called the he called the black dude the N-word too. <laughs> Gotta love it, man. That's just that's just old school hardy racism. They don't know any better. <laughs> Classic Carolina. Classic Carolina. Oh man. So to continue a trend on this podcast of running backs being absolute buffoons, we've got yet another culprit. One Alvin Victor Frank Kamara. I don't that's not his actual middle name. I love it. Um yeah, I, I don't so we, we we like to brag about the the wealth of uh of higher echelon listeners to this uh to this podcast, I'm very disappointed to to learn that a that the star running back for one of your franchises, Jermaine, doesn't even give us a listen, or Alvin. else he would know that holding out as a running back, especially when Leonard Fournette just came on the market, is not a good idea. Alvin Kamara, obviously, like a, I'm sure the Saints want to keep him. I'm sure they want to they they want to have him for you know his short as short of a career as he's going to have as an NFL running back so they want to have him for his full five years right until until he goes away right um but you just said it dude that's my sleeper pick right nobody's really talking about it but yeah let's say they can't come to terms which I doubt that's going to happen because this same this is what nobody was really talking about right it's three unexcused absences from practice during contract negotiations. Michael Thomas did the same thing last year. And then they paid Michael Thomas just like Buku bucks, you know? So I'm not super concerned yet, but if the negotiations are far enough apart, the saints could be like, Hey, you paid, you played for LSU. This is your stomping ground. Come play for a Super Bowl contending team. Come take valuable snaps. Come boost your stock. We just saw you catch 76 catches. Alvin Kamara catches 80 for us. Come run behind one of the best offensive lines in football. They're not going to stack the box because, uh, previously aforementioned, Michael Thomas will be on the He only runs slant routes, though. So they can can stack the box because he's only going to run five yards and catch the ball. Yeah, seventeen hundred yards last year. Fourteen hundred of them not on slant routes, but he only runs slant routes. Only runs slants. What a bum! Way to go, NFL Twitter. You guys are brilliant. So that's why it's one of my sleeper picks. Obviously, I don't know what Letter for that's thinking. I know he's probably pretty pissed off, but we actually he might be happy. <laughs> he saw all his. He friends probably leave. is. He probably is pretty happy. He saw his friends leave, and he's just like, "I'm free too." <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm out. The NBA NBA awards are slowly trickling in. So, we've got a few to announce. Not all of them have dropped right now. Uh Nick Nurse won NBA coach of the year. Giannis Antetokounmpo won defensive player of the year and Brandon Ingram won most improved player of the year. When do the other awards drop? Uh, dude, so I think they're just doing one award a week because I actually do think they have like a whole ceremony where they get all the players together. Now I have a question: Is this the nail in the coffin for the Giannis MVP debate? Nail in the coffin? What do you mean? Oh, there's been very few people that have won Defensive Player of the Year and MVP in the same year, right? Right. 
Oh, is that's what I'm saying? Is this is, oh. this the, is, is Giannis winning the Defensive Player of the Year the nail in the coffin of the of the debate? Yeah, I think honestly, I was picking LeBron. You, you led the league in assists, you know. So I was like, "Yo, LeBron should be MVP." But if you picked Giannis, I'm not going to be upset. And honestly, I think everyone else is going to pick Giannis. I think Giannis is going to win this MVP, and we should have. I think he's going to be what one of one of three players to do it, right? In his so, career? Yeah, to win defensive player and MVP. Uh, he's and one of five. Season. He's one of five. It's Jordan, Kareem. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, not Kareem. Okay. No. Uh, he is the fifth player. So Kevin Garnett, Hakeem Olajuwon, MJ, and David Robinson are the other five. Oh, to the win Admiral. It, to, win it, to win it in the uh, – to win in their career. Not even the same. Not even the same season, though. Not even the same season. Who won although, it in the same season? Although Michael Jordan is one of five to win it in the same. I think that. Hold on, I'm trying to figure this out. You might be looking at yeah. something wrong. So. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> I think Giannis definitely won this Defensive Player of the Year award, and I would be shocked if, like, to win the Defensive Player of the Year mm. and finish second in MVP. LeBron would have had to do something. You know. Herculean, and I don't think he did that this season. I mean, he still did. He was still impressive as always, but I don't think he did enough to thwart the defensive aspect as well. So I'd be shocked if he doesn't win the MVP now. So if that's so, your question was, is that the nail in the coffin? And I think you're right. I think it is the nail in the coffin. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I was. I was trying to look this up. I was pretty upset with the coach of the year pick, though. I'm just not. I'm not happy at all. Well, you, you thought that it you thought that it should have been who right? You thought it, it should have been Billy Donovan. That's right. Yeah, Billy that's Donovan right. lost Russell Westbrook and Paul George last year, and might take the Houston Rockets to Game Seven, and could possibly take the Houston Rockets to Game Seven. You know what I mean? The team that he traded one of his players to, like Billy Donovan, sat there, coached his team up, and got them the fifth seed in the Western Conference, which is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Everyone's just like, well, well, the Raptors lost Kawhi. I was just like, yeah, but they got OG and Anubi back from some freak like liver kidney injury last year. <laughs> right? The dude, yeah. who, the dude who started in Kawhi's spot before Kawhi got there with DeRozan and Lowry. Yeah. You know what I mean? They still have Pascal Siakam. They still have Mr. Raptor, Kyle Lowry. They've got Marcus Gasol, Serge Ibaka. Fred Van Vliet is... is that, hold on. You didn't say that last name right. It's Serge Ibaka. <laughs> Serge Ibaka. <laughs> no, Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka. <laughs> yeah, I was just pretty hot with that. Nick Nurse, all right. He did a good job. Toronto's number two seed. Definitely, definitely should be in the conversation, but I just think it should have been Billy Donovan because it's just it, it it goes to this rhetoric that that you and I both despise, which is that the Raptors had a championship team, and then and then Kawhi joined. Like Kawhi does not make that team a championship team. He's one player who also I don't know if you guys know this sits out for a lot of the regular season. Because he does this load management, and it's on all the other players in Toronto to get them to the playoffs, and then he plays in the playoffs. So Dom- dominates in the playoffs. When you lose, when you lose Kawhi, yeah, you lose a a 
a decent part, but then you've also gained experience on everybody on everybody else on that squad that goes, hey, we can win a championship. Yeah, so DeMar DeRozan had that Raptors team competing every year, and then they get smacked by LeBron. And so Kawhi came in, right? Kawhi came in with his championship pedigree, with his top five player in the league persona, with the skill level that he does have, and he taught them how to win. And that is more invaluable than than having all the top players. Oh, and also LeBron was not in the East anymore. Yeah, of course. You mean he smacked the Golden State Warriors, though. Yeah. And he smacked league darling Giannis. And he smacked the, the Sixers with Jimmy G, which was a way better team. Stupid Sixers. You deserve everything you're getting right now. Dummies. The lot of them. So that so you, so you agree you agree oh uh, by the way the uh, Michael Jordan and Akeem Olajuwon are the only two players to win uh, Defensive Player of the Year and MVP in the same year so only two players have won it yeah I thought year. it was two uh, for uh, for some reason I thought it was Kareem but I, I, it makes sense that's the dream so very so very unlikely <laughs> that Giannis is going to win MVP no very likely you say very likely yeah I thought you said LeBron. I picked LeBron, but oh, but now he's the defensive player of the year. Oh, so you think that you think that is so? When I said nail in the coffin, I meant his MVP chances are dead. You took that as he is his MVP chances are are better than ever. Better than ever. Okay. How can how can he do what he does with points, assists, and then defense? And win Defensive Player of the Year and finish second in the MVP race. LeBron would have to have to do something super incredible this year, which he balled out because he always does, but he didn't do anything super incredible this year. Not enough to stop a dude from, you know, who's Defensive Player of the Year from also winning the MVP. Yeah. I see what you mean now. Okay. So Giannis for MVP. Got it. Right. I would so I mean either either or deserves it. I don't care. You can give them both the MVP for all I give. <laughs> and, Bra- so, and and Brandon Brandon Ingram, we'll get to you in a second. Brandon Ingram, congratulations on most improved, but see us at the end of the podcast. Yeah. Nate McMillan was fired by Indiana after being swept by the Miami Heat, who just beat the Bucks today, so have yet to lose a playoff game this year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> who do they have? Who do they have on their team again? Who's leading their their squad of garbage cans? Oh yeah, uh, Jimmy G Bucket. He's a uh, yeah. You know what the G stands for? He's he's like I don't know. He's like the thirty seventh best player in in the NCAA. Yeah, I would say yeah. Yeah. So Nate McMillan, you know, fired with one eighty three and one thirty six record, but he was three and sixteen in the playoffs in four years. Mm. Is that good? I um he got three wins in the playoffs. That's three more playoff wins than I have. But uh, <laughs> using that logic, he also has uh, sixteen times the playoff losses that I do. So, uh, in 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 four years, uh, going three and sixteen probably isn't. I mean, you you can get props for getting to the playoffs, but uh, he's the. It, would it be fair to refer to him as the? Uh, Oh Jesus! I uh, the Marvin Lewis of uh, 
Marvin Lewis of coaching. Uh, that's not fair. That's that's like a special level of play. He just he didn't have a long enough run. Marvin no. Lewis had just an impressive long run of not being able to win in the playoffs. He he kept you excited the regular season, but you just knew it wouldn't pay out. Yeah. Let's get to baseball news. So I so I we had our first kind of uh really awesome story of 2020 when it came to actually playing the game. Uh, so Lewis Giolito threw the first no hitter of 2020. Uh, on front Thursday last week, last week sometime. Um, if you watched his no hitter, uh, I tuned in in the ninth inning just to see if he could do it. Um, the last ball that got hit was a was an absolute screaming line drive that had an eighty five percent hit probability. Uh, so that means eighty five percent of the time that that one that ball lands for a base hit and it was caught. Uh, th- I mean, it's just a great story for Lewis Giolito. I mean, he was a young stud. He was a 16th overall draft pick uh, in the first round for the Washington Nationals. Uh, he was traded to the White Sox. In 2018, he was the worst pitcher in Major League Baseball. He had a 6-13 ERA. He led, the AL, he led the AL in walks and earned runs. Here's the most damning stat, Jermaine. He stranded only 63% of base runners. Let me say that again in a different context. That means if you got on 40 or basically 37% of the time you were going to score when he was the pitcher. Almost almost two out of three. Yeah. Well, one one out of three. One out of three times you were going to score when you got on base. Oh, you stranded only 63%. Only 63%, right? So he goes down. He goes to a, a basically a therapist. The therapist tells him that, that he was constantly getting in this negative feedback loop. He said once he got to two, two balls, once he got to a 2-0 count, he was just so nervous to throw the next pitch that he just couldn't do it, and he'd end up walking the guy. So he reinvents himself. He's a, he was an all-star last season and then throws the – the the first no hitter of of 2020. So a great story and one player of the week because of it. And I guarantee you if Shane Bieber wasn't having the absolute monster year that he was having would be the candidate for AL Cy Young this year. Interesting. Giolito would. Giolito, yeah, Lucas Giolito. Yeah. He th- he threw the no hitter on the 25th of August, which was yeah. Tuesday. And then for he is the he is the second White Sox pitcher in a row to win player of the week. And in the NL, Manny Machado, fervent listener of the podcast, is uh, player of the week again because he heard a talking shit about how <laughs> he's still not hitting that well. And he was like, oh, I'm not. I believe he hit like like 453 over the, over this last week. So Manny Whatever. Machado. He should be doing that. He's a $300 million man. He can be. Yeah, he, he, was, he was tired of uh, watching Mookie Betts jog past him at uh, – at third base, so he decided to step it up. Yeah, this he hit. Uh, he hit this week. He hit five thirty eight with Ooh. three home runs and seven RBIs. Five thirty eight. Five thirty eight. Holy cow! Yeah, that is outrageous. And then the 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 last part of of. MLB really, but before we get into our main topic, obviously of the trade deadline, is the Los Angeles Dodgers set a record in August, Jermaine. And you actually texted me this, and yeah. kind of low key, right? Because you th- you don't think of the Dodgers as a real power threat, and when they started off the season, their real home run hitters weren't hitting. The Dodgers hit fifty seven home runs in the month of August. Now, obviously, they don't play today. 
which is the 31st of August. So that that is that is the number. 57 home runs. It's the highest single month team home run total in MLB history. Behind they they passed the 2019 Braves who and the 1999 Cincinnati Reds who both have hit 56 in a month. I'll tell you what, if you asked me to name those two teams, I would not have been able to do it. I wouldn't have I would have probably picked the Yankees or the Twins last year, but not the Braves. So that's that's pretty impressive. Indubitably. Oh yeah, the Avs the Avs heard you talking smack, Jermaine. They're up four nothing in the first period. About time they showed up to play some second round playoff hockey. Seriously, they're still down three one though, so let's bunch not of, <laughs> bunch of chaches forgetting how to puck. Let's not uh, let's not count our chickens before they hatch. So the big news coming out of the soccer universe, Jermaine, is that Lionel Messi is telling Barcelona that he is out, that he's done. Get rid of him. Yeah, that's uh not really shocking based on what how this season has gone down. It, you know, it, Luis Suarez is talking about an Inter Milan, um, not Inter Milan, Inter Miami move. So he's mm-hmm. trying to trying to come to the MLS. Uh, it seems like that team is going to be drastically different next year. Yeah. Might have to take the season win total under. Maybe for Barcelona, yeah. Yeah. Do they do season win totals under for European I soccer? I don't know. Maybe maybe we can pick, like, finish outside of the top three in La Liga next year. Oof. That would be ballsy. <laughs> uh, obviously, so so obviously we talked about, in an earlier podcast, we talked about Barcelona's struggles with money because of COVID. So that's also something that plays a factor into this. If they can get money for Messi now, they're 100% going to do it. But my question to you is, we've already seen interest from Man City. Um, we'll go over that that contract here in a second. What other possible suitors do you have for... Well, here, let me set the table first. So this isn't just a normal year in which, you know, for the past three or four years, we've ha- we've heard these talks of like, uh, Messi is unhappy. Messi has is is butting heads with uh with, with with the management, with upper management and the coach. Apparently, in the in the in the meeting with with uh, Richard Coman, the the new coach of Barcelona, Messi Messi walked out within five minutes just because because Coman asked him to play unselfish soccer, and I guess he just said "f you" and walked out. At the end of this last season, he let his $700 million release clause expire. Uh, so that's where we're at right now. So, Jermaine, obviously, I said Man City's had a little bit of interest. What other possible suitors do you see for Lionel Messi? Who, who do you want to see and who could you see realistically? Give me your dark your favorites and your dark horses. Uh, dark horse, Manchester United. Also favorite. <laughs> that's fa- so, that's fan favorite right there. <laughs> so uh i love that neymar reached out to him from psg to bring him to psg because that would be that'd be super awesome to just see to watch them play would be awesome um and i love that juventus has reached out to try to get him to come play as well other than that i mean it's gonna be one of the big time teams, you know, one of the real powers of the world that everyone has jerseys of that everyone's fans of. So it can really only be those teams. Yeah. Uh, So there there was a little bit of a leak of a contract. Apparently, apparently man city is, is willing to offer him a contract up to 
893 million over five years. What? 800, 893 million dollars over five years. No. That's a lot of taxes to do, man. You know, he's not good with taxes. He is awful at taxes. That is wild, bro. So here's so, so here's here's my thoughts on the matter, right? I want to see anything that happens involving uh, PSG and Juventus, right? I don't want to see him go to Man City because it's just going to annoy me like it annoyed us before. They almost they spent a billion dollars almost in in the transfer market, basically flick their noses at financial fair play, and now they're going to do it again. Five years, like, nine hundred million. Yeah, and they're going to sit here and tell us that they they follow all the rules. Oh yeah, right, 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 right. Get right. out of here, Pep. But this but what if but what if we but what have we talked about? Also, fuck Pep Guardiola. Let me just say that right now. He can't what win. If, what have we talked about? Right, what do you, what we've do you talked mean? about a Messi Ronaldo reunion. Oh yeah, that's what we want. That's we've, what reunion. That's, they never played together. Uh, sorry, a a, fi- a a a a meeting, right? Because because. Who who cares if it? What you and I want to see is stop all this goat talk. Let's just see how a super team can do. <laughs> yeah, a Messi Ronaldo super team with Weston McKinney giving him assists, bro. West, oh, I mean, like that's that that would be the ultimate one. Or he goes to PSG and has a Neymar reunion with and that P- Messi and Mbappe, bro. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's an embarrassment of riches. And right now, I don't. I, right now, as a Byron fan, I don't really care. We just won the treble for the second time in seven years. So they can have a Champions League next year. I don't really care. Like <laughs> I, I'm, 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 he's setting that up for when his team stinks next. Oh year. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Like I don't care about them. Uh, so, what 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 I did see the thing that I loved about the leaked Man City contract, Jermaine, is it said that there's a possible transfer. To New York FC, the club that Man City also all owns, after five years, so we would see the first the first chip fall, which is Messi come to the MLS, and I would think very shortly after that it would have to be Ronaldo, or maybe maybe Ronaldo Ronaldo has to be first to the MLS. Yeah, he's older. Yeah, he has to be first. Plus, he also wants out of <laughs> he also wants out of Juventus already. I actually think the dark horse is Stuttgart, bro. Stuttgart. Yeah, the fans started a GoFundMe. Oh, I love it for eight hundred and five million euros to acquire the Barcelona superstar. That's amazing. What if he just said "fuck it"? What if he was like, "I'm gonna go play. I'm gonna make this one town just love me." He should absolutely go to – he should just say, screw all you guys and go to a second division, like a second division, like Liga 2, and just pick a team there. Like a, like, a, like an 1866 Munich. Just cause just cause mayhem and pandemonium in that city, bro. I think, I think Ronaldo should not be concerned about winning continental titles anymore. He should go in his final years and try to win all seven continental titles. <laughs> like the belts. Yeah, forget Champions League. Let's go no. get a Bundesliga title, yeah, Ronaldo. No, 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 I'm talking, no, I'm talking Ronaldo like he's won in Europe. Go win in Africa. Oh. Go win in Asia. <laughs> go win in the Australian League. And then come to the MLS and win in the MLS. And then go to South America. Win on every continent. The, that's what the Ronaldo and Messi should do. 
They should call it the World Tour. <laughs> we can market it. Ronaldo, I know you listen. Messi, I know you're going to be interested. Hit us up. You got Jermaine's phone number, maybe. I'm not going to put it out. But you get you got the phone number. Let's uh let's go. Let's get this done. 6198 Mambo number 5. Mambo number 5. That's right. <laughs> we had a we had a big loss in the in the sports world uh today Jermaine. A long time Georgetown coach John Thompson died at 78. He won the 1984 ship with the Hoyas and he's mentored a lot of players, most notably Allen Iverson, uh, is a guy that played under him. Um, yeah. Yeah. He was the first African American college head coach to win a uh, NCAA title. Yeah. Yeah. He was, dude, I was a big fan of John Thompson. This one kind of sucked. But, you know, whenever I see an age over 70, I'm always like, oh, all right. Yeah, I'm always yeah. like, yeah, he lived a great life. Yeah, he lived yeah a pretty a pretty great life. I'm sure he didn't want to make it to 100. He's like 10 decades of this shit. Yeah, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm done, dog. <laughs> I'm good. Like I'm done. I did. I did enough. Yeah. Also, Patrick Ewing, Dikembe Mutombo, Alonzo Mourning were also some guys that that played underneath him. Dude, yeah, he used to just churn out centers, man. Yeah, he he he's created Georgetown. It, well, I mean, it's kind of fallen off, but he's created Georgetown to what we know now. In, in fact, they even have Patrick Ewing as their head coach right now. Yeah. So well, that's, that's that's pretty cool. And his son coached the team for a while too. So that was he did. Yeah, he just he just could not get it back to where it needed to be. But his son was still he still got some NBA talent coming through there. Uh, it just wasn't just wasn't at the clip he needed to maintain that trajectory in the uh, PGA world, though. Oh my god! Did you see those putts? Well, I had I had money that I didn't put out because I'm too chicken shit to put out golf bets anymore. But I had money on Dustin Johnson to win, uh, to win the BMW Classic or the BMW Championship. So you can imagine my euphoria when to force a playoff, he has to hit a 43 foot putt that basically goes through three counties in two states. Uh, over over a over the Appalachian Mountain Range and finally settles in the Cup to force a playoff with John Rahm. And I mean, I, I'm a big fan of momentum, right? So I have to figure like, oh, Justin Don- Justin Johnson is hot. He's hot right now. And then John Rahm comes out and on the fourth hole hits a 54-foot putt to win. Just, just I think John Rahm's putt stopped and had a beer and a smoke before it went into the cup, dude. I don't, I, I don't think it had a choice. I think it was an intercontinental flight. I think it was served a meal on its way to the hole. If you, nap, if you haven't book. seen them, if you haven't seen them, we'll post it on the social media site. But I mean, this is, it's two of the most, if you've ever played golf before and you know about reading a green, I, I would, I don't know how you would read these greens. Just, I mean, like you don't, you don't, you just don't see, I don't see where they could have hit it, <laughs> to be honest. Like I've seen the, the, the video behind John Rahm of his putt and it looks like he literally hits it towards a sand trap and you're like what are you doing and then it just comes back and goes in the hole dude those guys are magicians the bugs bugs bunny is underneath the green guiding that ball in yeah (laughs) they had the magnet underneath yeah oh shout out shout out space jam original Uh, space jam hopefully space jam 2 doesn't suck 
Let's hope. It's just like because that wasn't a movie we needed. He could have just easily done a whole another a whole another thing, but they went with a part two, and it's uh, <laughs> anyways. Not let's move it. on to the main topic. So today at four p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Major League Baseball's trade deadline concluded. And there were quite a bit of moves. It was way more than I thought. Did did you think we were going to see this much action? I think that we saw a normal season's action in a condensed year. Y- yeah, but my thing is, is like on trade line day, deadline day, no, you never see this much action. But I think the season just just warranted it. Okay. But I was I was presenting a different oh, perspective. So you, you were you were asking this many big players moving. No, not just. Okay. You're not able to evaluate prospects right now. Yeah. There's there's prospects everywhere, not even playing baseball. Yeah. They're talking about them collecting stamps and setting up eBay shops just to make ends meet right now because they're not playing baseball. Yeah. Right. So. How can you just give up known quantities on – I just thought – I didn't think there was going to be much movement because of that. Yeah, so I mean, it, it, it turns out it turns out the exact opposite happened. To see them just pulling triggers on some of this stuff, I, the Padres had a nine-player trade. Yeah. They received three, gave away six prospects. I'm just like, Jesus. Yeah. What is going on? I was I was shocked. I, I thought – Going into this, I thought it was going to be a quiet trade deadline. We'd see like one or two big name pitchers move because it's always about pitchers, right? But I just kept looking at my phone, and it was so and so just just moved here, so and so just moved here, and I I was pretty blown away. And so, how does that work with quarantine? Well, so, I think you, I, I think you got to look at the prospects. So you you got to look at the beginning season reports, right? They were able to play a little bit of of preseason like spring training baseball so you can get a look at how they how they faced in simulated games they're still playing simulated games yeah spring training presented today yeah yeah it's it's really you got to look at the prospects in terms of where they rank and i mean and ultimately it it breaks down to a baseball scouting system right some guys are going to be the number one ranked prospect in that minor league system, but they'll go to another minor league system and their scouts and their scouting directors don't think that, and their general managers don't think that that guy is that good. That's just how it's going to go. They're, they're basically betting on 2019 performances at this point. Yeah. And I just thought that and, and hope and hoping way. and hoping guys haven't regressed, but I mean, it, it, it established, uh, it established, the teams that we saw as contenders guys that were kind of on the bubble that have now really given it in this 60 game season, they've said, we're going to go for it. And especially with the expanded playoffs, we're going to go for it. Teams like Toronto teams, like the Padres teams, like the Marlins, because of course, in a year like this, why wouldn't the Marlins make the playoffs? I right. told you, you shit on Derek Jeter all this much. He's got them contending, bro. And he just added Sterling Marte, the A's, the Cubs, right? I, I would even say the Dodgers. The Dodgers lost a little bit, right? I'm not saying the Dodgers needed a, another pitching arm, but they certainly didn't need to give up a pitching arm. They traded Ross Sterling to Toronto. Uh, Stripling, brother. Stripling, sorry. They traded him to Toronto, right? Correct. Toronto. Also, tr- Toronto also got Robbie Ray 
fuck Brentwood High School. Um, <laughs> Tajin Walker. Yeah, I, t- Toronto really improved their pitching staff. I would say R- Ross Ross Stripling has has the ability to step in as kind of like a a number two, number three guy after Hung Jun Ru. Uh, and yeah, you already mentioned it. The Marlins got Starlin Marte. The Oakland A's got Mike Miner. You and I both raved about Mike Miner in the beginning of the year in Texas's squad. The Cubs built their bullpen and built their outfield. Uh, no real big names, but they got they got the guys that they needed to get for the for the uh, positions that they needed. Wait, who and got then, Mike Miner? The Oakland A's. Oh, what a great pickup! I did not yeah. know Mike Miner moved. <laughs> yeah. How, yeah. It's how many deals happened. I didn't even yeah. know. I'm looking yes. it up right now, and I'm like, Kevin Pillar just yeah, just- yeah. The Rockies did the bare minimum to to show that they're staying winners. Uh, they added uh, Mika Givens and uh, Kevin Pillar. Obviously, Kevin Pillar it, it can put in that he hits well on left-handed pitchers, and he can and he can slot into that outfield spot with David Dahl on the injury list. I, I don't. I, I I'm not happy with the Rockies deadline, but that's. I mean, when when Joey Gallo is still on the trade block, <laughs> why are you going getting Kevin Pillar? That's my question. Man, Joey Gallo with the Rockies would have been a great addition. And, and we need a DH, and he doesn't even need to play defense. Just stick him in DH and let him bomb in cores. Uh, I don't know if the price is too much for him. Lance Lynn also didn't move. He was kind of the the the. I I don't know if the Rangers asked for a war chest for him, but I I think the the Dodgers and the Padres were probably a big candidate for Lance Lynn. Uh, the Padres, I the Padres won the trade deadline. They they didn't just win. They blew everyone else out of the water. Yeah, the Padres, who already have a great young team right now, they have had one of their struggles this year in their great season has been their pitching. Chris Paddock really hasn't performed the way he's supposed to perform. But adding a guy like Mike Clevenger, regardless of what you thought thought of him in Cleveland and his personnel issues and him breaking the bubble, is still a guy that was a that is a dominant pitcher. Oh yeah, fantastic Cleveland. picture. Yeah, dummy for sure. <laughs> but he's well, my, my 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 San Diego has to love this because if he doesn't get in trouble, he's a Cleveland Indian. Oh yeah, that's true, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't see Zach Please Zach go somewhere. Who's the who's the secondary? Who's the second pitcher who got in 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 trouble? So I I think the Dodgers lost at the trade deadline. They didn't need to add anybody, but they certainly didn't lo- need to lose one of their top five starting pitchers. Uh, I would say, you know, the, the four teams that I just that I just named: uh, Toronto, the Marlins, the A's, and the Padres. By far, were the winner of the trade deadline. I would give them all A's. The Cubs would probably get a B for me because uh, they didn't they didn't get any flashy people but they filled holes that they should be able to fill after but it's the cubs after all chris bryant should be coming back from injury so the cubs could probably be primed for a run and and i mean like like i said there were no there are no deals for lance lynn and, and joey gallo so texas kind of has to be considered a loser because they're still holding on to those guys and and i don't they're not going to be under team control for a while for for more than i think this year yeah, so. I don't know what the Rangers were doing. I, yeah. That's why I was shocked to see Mike Miner move. He was like, he was the least likely dude to see move for me. Yeah, so which was, is pretty, which is pretty, pretty interesting because if you're asking for a war chest for Lance Lynn, which supposedly they were, 
but then you give away Mike Miner for prospects. I, I don't understand. I, I Mike Miner is a better pitcher than Lance Lynn right now in this time of in in this time of his career, in my opinion. And and to and for Joey Gallo not to be, I, I mean, I, I that's the only thing that I can think is that the asking price was way too high on both those guys because both of them should have moved. And obviously, I would love to see Joey Gallo in Colorado, but that's not that's not Colorado's forte. They don't do that. That's not their mo. They don't they don't sign big name players who would do well at Coors Field. <laughs> Why would they? <laughs> Why would they? Why would they? It would bring it would bring entertainment to Coors Field. But yeah, yeah that's, that's. I don't I have mean, any what, real complaints with that. I think I think shockingly the Yankees staying quiet as well. It was a little concerning because they're battling so many injuries, and and, like, and likewise, I think you have to look at the Houston Astros. Houston Astros are decimated. They didn't do a gosh dang thing about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a really great point. And and with both of those teams, uh, the Yankees aren't in first place. The Yankees are actually four and a half games back of Tampa Bay. Right. And the Astros are two and a half games back of Oakland. And you didn't make these moves. And Oakland did. And Oakland did. And and New York didn't make these moves, but Toronto did. Yeah, it's, re- it's, it's really interesting. So they're banking on clearly the talent that they have getting healthy. But yeah. Uh, you know, it's not in baseball. It's not just getting healthy. It's actually going out and playing to get your timing back and being able to, you know, because they can be healthy and then go out there and hit Chris Davis one hundred two number. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so we'll see. It's gonna. Sh- it's shaping up to be a real interesting uh, uh, end of this season, or you know, for me, the start of the season. Yeah, that's right. I, I mean, I, I think my biggest surprise so far. I know we talked about it, but. There's four. There, there's three teams right now in the AL Central who nobody wants to face. Ah, uh-uh, that's a st- in in the <laughs> Indians, the White Sox, and the Twins. You, you were like, you told me when we were discussing, and I said the Indians are going to win that division. They're like, who who do they play? They're not they're not even a good division now. Look at it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought the Twins were going to sweep that division away, and I am I am I am very. Uh, I'm very upset. I'm also very upset that my Seattle Mariners win the AL West bet is eight and a half games back. So <laughs> need need that one. Need that one to to, to come through. Time to get hot. Good thing we made so many moves. That's right. It's time to get hot. <laughs> oh, dude! I was look. The trade deadline is always super fun because it's, it's just crazy names just get sent places that you're like, I wasn't even expecting that. So. It's going to shape up for some interesting, uh, some interesting baseball down the stretch. And here now, there's less NBA, there's less hockey, so I'll have more time to watch more baseball right now. Soccer's kind of quiet right now as well, so <clears throat> I'm gonna be yes, I'm gonna start start ramping up my baseball watching, and uh, it should be fun. This season's been a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. Despite despite baseball completely mishandling everything, here's looking at you, Manfred. I mean, am I am I completely crazy when I'm when I'm almost leaning towards that we need to have baseball like this every year? Sixty games only. Sixty games only. Oh man, the condensing. I, so I'm for it. I think most seasons should be shorter. 
Like I'm not I'm not excited for a longer NFL season. You know what I mean? I, I'm not I'm not excited for an extra game. I'm not excited for an extra playoff game. I'm really not. Yeah. I think it should be. I it's think so it long be, at this be. point. Like Jesus. Like how 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 further back are we going to push the World Series? How further back are we going to push the Super Bowl? Super Bowl is going to be. Super Bowl was already in March, wasn't it? No. First, it's always the first Sunday in uh, February. I, when we were kids, I remember it being in January. That's possible. It's possible that I I don't remember when they started doing the Super Bowl. You know, in. Uh, I know if as far as the 2000s go, I've always thought it was the, f- the first Sunday in February. Yeah. I could absolutely be wrong on that. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll enlist the room 303 faithful for telling us that we talked out of our ass for, on that one. And we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. report it. We'll report it at the end of this week. <laughs> Anything else for a MLB trade deadline? No, I, th- I think we covered a lot of it in depth. It's, it's going to be interesting now. I mean, Teams are completely different, and uh, you know sometimes it's it, it's that big piece. It's the Clevenger. It's the it's the Mike Miner. It's the Starling Marte. But uh, so often it's the guy that gets claimed on waivers, or it's the guy that came as part of that deal. Like I'm looking at the. I love that the Padres got a guy named Austin Nola. Austin Nola is a 30 year old back. Yeah. Watch out. He's going to be a guy that steps up in the playoffs and brings veteran leadership that no one is expecting. But it's 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 the fun part of baseball is watching those trade deadline gems who weren't reported on come in in the playoffs and 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 actually do some work. So it'll be it'll be fun. Yeah. That's uh, that's what I'm excited about. I I have a feeling that Cameron Maven's going to pay off, dude. Yeah. Yeah. He's I mean he can it, Really, like your biggest hole in the outfield and your biggest hole in the lineup was Alberto Almora, right? And now you've shipped him off to an alternate training site because you have Cameron Mabin in there, who, <laughs> who is a better hitter and and he's a I would say a better defender than Almora. So, Ooh. all right, maybe Cameron Mabin's a damn good defender. So, I would have to see the metrics on it. Yeah, definitely something I had to look at. We'll move on to everybody's favorite, find them and cut them. We've got a trifecta this week, ladies and gentlemen. Some of them we've already talked about <laughs> earlier in the podcast and foreshadowed because this is a professional podcast. Professional podcasting, yes. Or at least we'd like to tell ourselves that. <laughs> yes. No, we we are that. That's true. So the first one is kind of, we already alluded to it because I said at the beginning of the podcast that I look like, my eyes look like Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. Obviously, we said one most improved player for Shout the out. awards this year. Shout out. Uh, then was uh, obviously somebody came to him and said, hey, we, you can get on camera right now. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Ingram, uh, instead of declining the offer because it looked like he was uh, pretty. Uh, what did Ezekiel Elliott say? Uh, faded. He was pretty <laughs> faded. Right? He was pretty faded. Jumped on. And we, we will we'll also post this photo to our social media, but he does not look uh, like he is on planet Earth when he was when he was giving that interview. Nope, he was a uh, man. Struggle City Jones. His he had like one eye almost completely closed. Perm- no, it was eye. it was shut down for business. <laughs> One of his eyes was shut down for business. Google Maps listed it as permanently closed. <laughs> they they weren't even doing takeout. That's right. 
So Brandon Ingram, you've been fined. You've been cut. Or, you know, maybe it's just fine. I don't think it's that egregious. Yeah. We we mentioned it already, but Alvin Kamara, you're I mean, you're you're a running back holding out. You're fine and cut. You find and cut, bro. Leonard Fournette's coming for your job, you dummy. And then, excellent lead in, Jermaine. You must be a professional podcaster. I try to be. We're finding and cutting the Jacksonville Jaguars front office. Jermaine, since the 2017-2018, you already mentioned this, AFC Championship game, the Jacksonville Jaguars have let the following players go. Are you ready? Yeah. Leonard Fournette. Yannick Ngakwe. Jalen Ramsey, Calais Campbell, Allen Robinson, A.J. Boye, Dante Fowler Jr., Malik Jackson, Nick Foles. I'm also going to throw Telvin Smith on in here, even though that wasn't really the front office's fault, but he's still yeah, gone. He's still gone, yeah. It's, oh, man. It's, it's just, that's, that's a championship squad right there. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I dude, the amount of talent that you just listed off, dude. I I couldn't pick a better team to start a Madden roster with. And then you could just <laughs> you could just literally fill in Madden created players, and you probably would do pretty well. One hundred percent, man. One hundred percent, dude. So Doug Marone is still the head coach for some god awful reason. He needs to go. Tom Coughlin yeah. is still the GM. No, no, David Cald- Caldwell is the GM. Oh, is he? Yeah, David Cobble was a chip. Tom Coughlin, I'm pretty sure he got let go already. That might have been last year. Yeah, I think it happened at the end of last year, but they only got rid of him and not the head coach. Yeah. <laughs> and so then they decided to – the head coach, Doug Marone, decided to bring in failed head coaches. So Ben McAdoo and Jay Gruden now coach that squad with him. On oh, off- I mean that's – On offense. Ben McAdoo. Oh, my God. What a waste of a what a waste of a hoodie. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny uh that this they they allowed to make let this team be run like this. Yeah. They're- so we so on this podcast, we need to start a list of teams that I need to go to as a general, as a uh as an intern and try to work my way up to the top. Yeah, this one I think you could get there pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. I could just walk in the building and they'd be like, do you know anything about football? Like, no, not really. They'd be like, you're the GM now. It's so crazy. David Caldwell just took over this job, and he already needs to be cut. (laughs) Yeah, already get rid of him. Just let him go. He's going to be trash. And if if, if he loves you, he'll come back. If you love something, set it free. (laughs) Yeah, or whatever that lame saying is. Oh, Jacksonville Jaguars front office, you've been fined and you've been cut. Cut. Done. All right. What's the trivia answer? So we asked you at the beginning of the show, what was the largest transfer fee Jesus, ever paid for an American player? Do you know what the second most transfer fee is, Jermaine, since you already know the answer to this question? The second most? Second most, yeah. Uh, $16 million. Almost. Do you know what player it was? Zach Steffen. No. John Brooks was signed really? by Vol- by Wolfsburg for $18.5 million. The most, the largest transfer fee paid for an American player was obviously Christian Pulisic when Chelsea signed him from Dortmund for $70 million. Friend of the podcast. Christian. Friend of the podcast, 
Christian Pulisic. Give us a shout out, social media. <laughs> and that brings us to the natural conclusion of the podcast, where not only Christian Pulisic, but all of you out there in America, its allies, and potentially not its allies. We're not, we're not, uh, <laughs> we're not fickle. Um, please give us a follow Instagram, Twitter, social media at podcast room 303. We do picks daily. Uh, we do Jermaine gets on there every now and then, and we'll live tweet something and it's hilarious. Uh, and it's very good insight, but that's the best way that you can tell us that you appreciate us doing the podcast or what we can do better. So what do you got for the people, Jermaine? No, that's it. Thank you for thank you for checking us out again for another episode of Room 303. We have a blast doing it. We have a blast interacting with you. We have a blast with you guys letting us know that we're trash or that we're not trash because we, we and Nick know we're not trash. We don't need you to tell us. But follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room 303. All one word, no underscores. Other than that, that's all I got. Easygoing synth. Alex Smith is a poor man's blank portal. Out. Hey, Room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting, even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? Then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code ROOM303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify.